Welcome back to the one only Minnesota sports podcast. I'm your host, Ray Arlano, my co-host, Bailey Greenman, and our special guest host, Sam Wetzel. Um, we are going to talk about now the Minnesota Wild and the NHL. This is going to be a lot of Bale's specialty. So let's let's start with the free agents being the offseason. How are we looking? All righty. So it's been a pretty tumultuous. Again, I can't pronounce it anything. Ooh. But uh, another one that I can actually pronounce off season. Yep. We had to get rid of Fiala yep. because of salary cap restrictions. <clears throat> Personally, I didn't move. Hey, we got Brock Faber. Coming. Yeah, we'll get into we'll get into that a little bit, but I mean, he was a superstar in the making. He had a great year. He had great chemistry with one of the guys I really want to talk about, Matt Boldy, because our farm system is top tier. Yes, sir. Obviously, Minnesota sports fans are very optimistic. Minnesota beat writers very optimistic. Losing him is going to hurt, but especially because we had Boldy having such good chemistry, but he did not produce it in the playoffs. So we'll, we'll have to see, we'll have to counteract that. Now it's Caprizov. Yep. So, and yep. Continue. continue. We, we signed up Middleton who we got at the trade deadline, solid defenseman. Our defensive corps are going to look virtually the same. Dumba, Middleton, Brodeen, Spurgeon, we got Golgoski back. Yeah, maybe some Kalen Anderson. We'll have to see. So yeah. that we're not really worried about defense. We've always been a defensive first team. Offensively, that Fiala hole hurts, and we were not able to really fill that hole. And you really can't. He still was young, twenty four, twenty five, very speedy. The streaky scorer. But most of our team, I mean, our first line is going to stay intact. We get Kaprizov back, you know, Ryan Hartman. You don't move him. Zuccarello. Kaprizov, second line where you lose Fiala. You're hoping for Marco Rossi, our first-round pick last year. and Or no, not, excuse me, a couple of years ago, two years ago. And uh, he's amazing. He yeah. had a few illnesses. During COVID, wasn't able to get with the team. He produced well last year in his first North American league, as we talked about last year. That jump from European European to North American hockey is very different. It's more physical, less time with the puck, not as flashy. You have to be able to do your flashy speed moves with a bunch of pressure. So we're really hoping for some young guns, which is kind of my segue into the next part that we're getting into. We didn't sign anyone big, a few role players, a few depth players that may not even, you know, make 
our roster. And Oof, that's tough. It it's it's Oof. tough, especially because in 2012, which is exactly 10 years ago, we had a big prospect pool of you know Dumba, Brodine, Coyle, Granland, Zucker. Yeah. That's what attracted Parisi and Suter to come here. Yeah. So but now, the, when we look at our, who 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 are we who are we looking at in the free agents that we're we're looking to sign? It all depends on which prospects are willing to step up. We're expecting Rossi to step up. Baldy, he made a terrific appearance last year for the team, which is very exciting. A better Charlie Coyle. One person that I think <laughs> could kind of help with our second line, because our second line last year was mostly compromised of Goudreau, Frederick Goudreau. He's like, you know, a third, fourth role player kind with Fiala, because Fiala's straight offense and Boldy. With Fiala gone, I could see in the right wing somebody who has Minnesota ties. Hot dog, Phil Kessel. All right, all right. Super bird gophers. He's a chunker. He owns the longest consecutive games played right now with the Ironman streak. Oh, that's something good. Okay, I like it. He He's traveled. He got drafted by Bossy. He went to Toronto. He has a few cups with the Penguins. Now he's in Arizona where they play at ASU's ice arena. Yeah, yeah. Seats like five people. <laughs> like ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like that, he's very offensively minded, kind of like a Fiala. He still has a score. He put up 50 points in the games he played last year, which is good for a horrible team. Still streaky. Yep. His defense, slouch on defense. I mean, I don't know. He could probably beat Joey Chestnut in a hot dog eat contest. I mean, <laughs> when he got every, when you win the Stanley Cup, you get like a weekend, a day with the cup. It's a picture of him with a bunch of hot dogs <laughs> in the Stanley Cup. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember Castle from the U of M days. Those yeah. were the glory days of the Gophers. Yeah. I mean, it's the castle, best woman hockey player in USA history, maybe of all time for everyone. Yeah. He's old. I would like him. I'm surprised he's unsigned still. He's probably waiting. Uh I could see him going somewhere where it's a lower ranked seed so he can keep his Ironman streak going. Yeah. And then getting traded at the trade deadline. Yeah. Because he's more, you know, a third third liner. Yeah. Type second liner. He would fit well on that third or second line. Our third line is basically booked. It's been the same the last two years. It's called the grief line. You have <laughs> Greenwood, Erickson Eck, and Felino. They match up against every team's, you know, first line. Yeah. Big boys. They can 
forward, they take offense. That line set in stone. I believe the first line is set in stone just because Ryan Hartman had such a breakout year. We got him for three-year, $5 million contract or something like that. Wow. And he put 30 goals. Oh, that is a steal. Because that's what Kaprizov does. And you have Zuki. <laughs> I could, I could see a Rossi kind of boldy. Okay. Phil Kessel. I could see Frederick Goudreau there because he's so defensively skilled. Doesn't really add to the offense. But he would be an intriguing one. He's not somebody I would expect, but I feel like he could be a cheap one-year deal that is a proven winner, has previous – rapport with Bill Guerin when Bill Guerin was with the Penguin. Yeah. That's why we got back Flurry. Yeah. All I right. Th- I think it could be a good time. And on to our like, you know, I feel like he could really mentor and kind of teach for sure some of those guys. All right. Well <clears throat> let's uh yeah, that's that's good stuff. But now let's let's head into the schedule release. With the schedule being released, I think it was today. Um, you looking into that because you're you're the you're the hockey dude. What are some games that intrigue you, and what are some games to look forward to as the season comes to us, comes near? So full preseason schedule has been released. Uh, development camps have been officialized in terms of roster and there's really one game that kind of sticks out because usually the NHL releases all their major games and the wild are going to be playing the Blackhawks in Milwaukee. All right. Which is interesting. Wisconsin doesn't have a team. I feel like we're trying to gain more fandom. Yeah. But St. Paul to hockey is four hours and 15 minutes. Chicago, Milwaukee, uh, hour 30, hour 40. So okay. it'll be a way game for us, but we will be able to gain some fans. Okay. I feel like introduce hockey into Wisconsin, which is exciting, especially coming off of the Winter Classic last year. Oh, yeah. Uh, we, we, I don't want to give any attention to that game, but it was, it was definitely yeah, it was a fun experience. Yeah, it was it was a fun experience to to go to. I, I was I was happy enough to to at least attend the the pregame stuff, and it was seeing you over there, especially on one of the coldest days for hockey. Not only for hockey, but in Minnesota, like that. That's uh that's good stuff. Hopefully, the, Wisconsin does get a team, and they don't take anybody important from us when. We do, if we do expand, so that'll be good. We'll we'll have a border border game on that as well. But we got the expansion. We yeah. had Seattle and the Vegas coming. Yeah, I believe we won't expand. Oh yeah, we'll for another twenty years. Yeah. Okay, so we're just looking at uh, getting getting some fans from Wisconsin because. Yeah, they, they should follow Minnesota sports well, and realize that we're <laughs> you, 
What's up? You go down south, people barely know what hockey is. They don't. They don't understand it. Yeah. I mean, it's Wisconsin, but it, the NHL. I see them, you know, marketing more ways to get the sport out. That Lake Tahoe Winter Classic a couple of years back, you know. Yep. Yep. All right. Well, that's that. Thank you for for giving us some insight on the Wild and the free agents, and going more in depth on the schedule release and that is an interesting game being that nobody's really the home team technically and um going into milwaukee playing over there hopefully there's a lot of seats there bigger than the asu stadium with five thousand. <laughs> but let's transition i have no clue <laughs> let's uh transition into the mls uh minnesota united they are going to play the Portland Timbers on Saturday. A little history behind the Minnesota United against the Portland Timbers. The last two games we played against them. The last episode, Bales did talk about this game. We lost to them in the first round of the playoffs, 3-1, and then played them again to begin the season this year on February 13th. We lost 1-0 to them. So right now we are on a seven-game unbeaten streak if you include the Everton game and the six-game six unbeaten streak in the MLS. So we've won five and tied one. We are looking to continue our fire and continue that push for a top seed. We're third right now, but... We are trying to get, you know, make a run for the, the first or second spot. Um, before I continue on with Minnesota stuff, the games to look at for this week is LAFC versus Seattle. Number one, LAFC has 45 points and Seattle has 29. That just tells you how close this race is in MLS with us being ahead of the Sounders by five points with 34 and we're the third seed. Another game to look at this uh, weekend is FC Dallas and LA Galaxy. Dallas has 32 points and are standing at fifth place. The LA Galaxy are seventh with 30 points. So a good matchup with implications of the playoff teams if the season ended today. But those are some interesting games to look into. And right now, as we're doing this podcast, we just received some breaking news. It may not have to do anything with the Twins, but it does play a major factor being a blockbuster trade. So. Just a couple minutes ago, the Yankees are going to be acquiring Andrew Benintendi. Uh, I see he's an outfielder. And for him, the Royals will be getting three minor leaguers. Um, another, The only other thing that I can really input into this is that the Yankees are actually playing against the Royals in the Bronx on Thursday. So tomorrow... 
I think that's kind of interesting because they just made the trade with the team that they're literally about to play up against. Um, Sam and Bailey, what are your reactions to that trade? Gold Glove winner last year. The Yankees got walked off on by the Mets 20 minutes ago. I haven't seen the footage, but who knows? It could be error. Maybe they're lacking out there. I think it's a brilliant, brilliant trade. Obviously, the players, the minor league players, are to be disclosed later, but they're in win-now focus, and you look at our history, losing 13 straight against the Yankees. Yes, it has some implications with the Twins because the Twins always end up playing the Yankees and getting swept. 13 wins in the postseason alone? Yeah. That is a postseason record for any single team losing streak. Like, gosh, those Yankees. I love the Yankees just their name. And the pinstripes. I can rock the pinstripes, but I don't know. I want to hear Sam's kind of analysis. I'm sure he has some thoughts. Well, that's where you and me are different, Bailey. I don't like the pinstripes. I think they're really ugly. But uh, <laughs> moving on uh, to Ben Benintendi, uh, it seems like the rich get richer. Uh, ben Benintendi's an all-star this year. He's hitting uh, 320. Uh, he won a gold glove last year. He's got postseason experience on the Red Sox, uh, including when they won the World Series in 2018. So the uh, Yankees are definitely trying to do everything they can to stock up uh, and fill in every weakness they have. And clearly it looks like they're trying to, you know, match up for the Dodgers in the World Series, the other stack team in the National League. So uh, the Yankees were the favorite to make the World Series in the American League before this trade, and now uh, they're looking even better after this trade, getting a good defensive uh, glove who also can get on base, which is important in the postseason. Yeah. Hammers. Stanton and Judge. Yeah, for sure, dude. I, I know those guys. And looking into the the standings right now, the Yankees are 66 and 33. Uh top of the American League East. And let's see who how the Royals, the Royals are 39-59. So just like they said, they're in a down year. Before I move on, I just want to say. I just watched Catch Me If You Can for another time the other day. And uh, a quote from Frank Abagnale Sr. Why the Yankees always win is because the opponent's eyes are always on the pinstripes, just like Bailey. That's why we always lose, man. Your eyes are on those dang the pinstripes. It's <laughs> the curves. There's the reason the Yankees players date – the best models. It's because they enhance those curves. I swear. All right. Get me in some weird. of those. <laughs> That's a new theory. That is definitely a new theory. Okay. Well, let's head into our last segment of the episode with the NBA. And we are, are going to be talking about Cat's letter to Minnesota. He just released uh, a one-page letter to in the star tribune pretty much giving his his experience 
being drafted by Minnesota as the number one overall pick in 2015 and now being uh, NBA veteran and perennial all-star, I think I can say that, how his growth has, has got him to develop into the player he is. And now looking into the future, understanding who he is to this franchise and what he wants to bring to our team moving on, especially with Rudy Gobert coming in with that blockbuster trade of our own. So I want to open the floor to you guys. What is your reaction to Carl Anthony Towns and his article? Sam, go ahead. Thanks, Bailey. Um, it's kind of, it's refreshing, I think. It's been a, a long time since we've had a bona fide superstar in any league want to stay in Minnesota. I think uh, there was no drama with the Supermax extension, and if, whether he would sign it or not, he was all in, it seemed like, and this letter just confirms it. Uh, it's nice. It feels really good to have a superstar that wants to stay here. Uh, you know, no one wants to come to Minnesota, especially during the winter when most of the NBA season is played. Yep. So him staying here just, you know, gives us a little more hope, which is what we live on as Minnesota sports fans. Uh, it gives us hope that we're finally turning a new page in Timberwolves history. And uh, that combined with uh, the Wild being one of the best teams in the NHL, uh, given the disappointing playoff loss, uh, they were still very good last season. Uh, the Vikings getting a new coaching staff, the Twins leading the division. Uh, I'd say it's a really good time to be a, a Minnesota sports fan right now. But we're overzealous. We always think this. For sure. For sure. Uh, Bale, Bales, what do you think about that letter? You know, I, I'm i going to touch on some of the same things that Sam said. I think it was a perfect segue with the Yankees because who owns the Timberwolves now? A-Rod. <laughs> Too bad, Anyways, it's above Minnesota. It's above the whole NBA. You don't find people that are loyal yep. to That's one team now. Yep. That's the super team facade that has gone on worked, and now it's not working. Yeah. So to find some cat, he went through hell over COVID, losing mm-hmm. a parent, losing all of this. We gave him a friend in D'Lo. You know, I wish we had Booker, but I mean, there's no way possible we're getting him. But he's a loyal man, and the, what has happened to him in his life has made him who he is. And I like that he sticks to his guns in terms of loyalty. Yep. I because he was loyal to and that those morals, I mean, you can't change. Yep. Morals. You can't teach morals. That's the man right there. Yeah. Skill, you know, work ethic. They can kind of be manufactured, but they also still come with inside, but Sticking to your guns, that's a hard thing to do, especially in today's NBA. Yeah, I... And I like building a team to show that we appreciate him. Yes, for sure, for sure. I I agree with both of you guys. 
it's it's been a, a tough road as a Minnesota Timberwolves fan. You you guys both know, but him, especially with being drafted by us, having Andrew Wiggins by his side in the beginning, getting Zach Levine in the beginning, and now how they have turned out, and now moving into the future, it seems like every step of his career we have been there and we've been building around him since he's been drafted. So I'm excited that for this article, because it shows that he's loyal to us, you know, as much as, as we love KG in Minnesota, like he got hungry for, for a title and, you know, he brought us to the conference finals. He brought us the conference finals, but once, once he, I think they got swept by the Lakers in that conference finals. He had the final straw and got traded. He he wanted to be traded, so we granted that. Getting this from Cat, it really it really shows his loyalty and his belief in our 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 team, our organization. So I, I'm I'm glad that he did that for us. He definitely didn't have to, but. He's the guy here in Minnesota. Anthony Edwards is the up-and-coming dude that will be the next superstar. But right now, it's Cat's team. And moving forward, um, I'm excited to see what they do. Um, segueing, segueing into that is an article. Segue. What's up? I said that's a perfect time to segue i'm gonna take the reins here talking about boston and kg that trade obviously people are hearing the trade offer for kd from boston getting rid of jalen brown they didn't offer up marcus smart you know me i'm a celtics guy i know gosh it was hard watching those finals with you (laughs) because us minnesotans minnesotans had that backup team we're truly devoted to the Vikings, but we've also learned that you have to have that backup team, you know, that you really <laughs> like root for. And both of us, you know, so. I don't know what you're talking about, Bailey. I just wallow in my misery when the Minnesota <laughs> teams don't make the playoffs. I don't have a backup team. Well, I don't know. Maybe I'm just not as, you know, dedicated as you guys are. I mean, I feel like I am. I've taken all the pain. I just I have no more pain to take. I feel like I'm the Hulk that yeah. nothing will just hurt me anymore. I'm just a strong man. I tell people all the time that yeah, I, I I don't get emotionally sad or anything. Like I've dealt with enough loss in my life. And I'm talking about sports. <laughs> it took me to the man I am today. All these good, losses in sports. Good, good, good. So, like he was about to say, like he was about to say, Jaylen, we have that. If that were to kind of materialize and be something, Kyrie, Boston, or excuse me, Brooklyn does not want Kyrie, the diva himself. I've seen a beat writer, it's Bleacher Report. I mean, you know, it's like the Reddit of sports saying a D-low for Kyrie trade and 
I don't know. What do you guys think? I I mean, I'm biased. I love Kyrie just from the Boston days. But now he's just this big diva. Could this team maybe take his ego away? I don't want to take the ball away from Ant because I feel like bringing in Kyrie would hurt Ant's development, which I'll never want to do. And also hurt Cat and D'Lo. But at the end of the day, that skill wise, I mean, he could play. Yeah. And I think it'll take a little more than just D but if that a trade were to go down where KD's gone and Brooklyn's out saying they don't want Kyrie, even though Kyrie wants to kind of stay there, what would you guys think about that trade? Some package with D and Kyrie involved. Sam, I want you to take take this one. I, I feel like we have the same viewpoint on this, but I want you to, to spearhead it. Well, thanks, Ray. Um, my take is I don't like that trade. Um, I guess starting from Kyrie's side, he is a great offensive skill uh, set. He can score from anywhere on the court. He's a really good playmaker. But I think he doesn't really offer anything on the defensive end. And you know, his vaccination status was a huge issue in like during the season last year and he missed a lot of games because of it. Um, you know, it just brings drama, both good and bad, with him that I think would ruin the chemistry that our team has built with our young core and Kat's leadership. Also, like Bailey touched on, uh, it seems like Ant is developing into our our offensive playmaker. The guy can score from anywhere. He drives the hole hard. He's acrobatic. So I think Kyrie would be kind of the same skill set as Ant and uh, sharing the ball between two players that are similar, I don't think is a great idea. Mm-hmm. Plus, from D'Lo's side of things, he fits in really well with this team. He knows his role. Uh, he's not the alpha scorer, but when he when we need a basket and Cat or Ant aren't giving it to us, D'Lo can score too. He's out in the playoffs. He can clutch threes. He can draw fouls. And he's also a pretty good playmaker in his own right. So I think uh, keeping D'Lo and keeping the chemistry we have is uh, more valuable than having Kyrie. For sure. I... But, but, I mean, so D'Lo, you know, he had that injection with the ice in his veins, right? He had those big, long-shot threes. That, that was somewhere to be found last year, but also his all-around game wasn't there. Mm-hmm. And I think he's injected too many ice shots into his veins that he's just frozen. <laughs> I feel like he doesn't provide much on offense as much as he should at least I don't know I'm losing the faith I was so excited about it people hated on that trade and now I'm kind of getting a little sour I love it just chemistry wise but I don't know Ray what what do you think what do you have to add to that see I definitely agree with yeah, he did. He did. But I, I I agree with Sam and I I don't want that trade. Um, I, I just looked at their ages. Kyrie is 30 years old. D'Angelo Russell is 26 year old. Yes, they're both in contract years. So this is going to be their final year for both sides, both both players. I I think you're giving up 
too quick on D'Lo because this is like his first real season with the Timberwolves. And I know as a, as a Minnesota sports fan, it's easy to give up when things don't, don't pan out right away. Look at how it played out with giving up on the Levine, Cat, and Wiggins situation, especially this year, them being all having that, that all-star tag next to their name at some point in their careers. I think it was even this year they were all all-stars. It's easy for us they to... Were developed, they were developed in Minnesota. D'Lo yes. was not. Yes, exactly. Yes, yes, I agree with you. But I think it's it's too early to give up on him. Just like this year, he played his role. Just like Sam said, he played his role. And sometimes he he kind of took the backseat a little too much for my liking, especially in the playoffs. Yes, but it's just, it takes a little bit of time to get that, that whole team chemistry and to get everything to work. Just like this season coming up, it's not going to work 100% right at the, out of the gates with, with Gobert coming in. But with D'Lo, we know that he understands his role and he's going to play that role and he has the ability and has shown it from his past especially being in Brooklyn being an all-star in Brooklyn he's shown that he can be the guy with ice in his veins so I I think that it'd be beneficial for us to keep who we got I know that both in the in the draft day we were looking to to trade him away and I was I was very sad about that but D'Lo is I think the point guard of our future because he knows the role that he plays and he has all the abilities that we can ask for especially in this team that right now is our championship window if not this year then next year for sure but I think we should just continue with what we got and see where it takes us at least make it to the all-star break and see where we stand in the league but at the same time this isn't the first time we've heard Kyrie Irving connected to Minnesota that was the Jimmy Butler era there was talks about Jimmy trying to get Kyrie over here Obviously, they didn't pan out. Yeah. But, hey, like, oh, he's he's the point guard of our future, D'Lo is. Why would we do that when we just went into win-now mode, trading away all of our picks? We don't really have a future in terms of picks. Okay. And we hear that there's a star. Yes, he is a diva, a flat earther. I mean, a, bas- a basketball court is flat, so that helps us, I guess. I mean, looking at the positive side of things, but if you're not win now mode, why not <gasps> go or somebody? I don't know if the fits right. I'm on edge. I'm kind of. I would rather keep D'Lo too, probably, but also you got to think <laughs> that there yeah, could I want be you to some take pos- this one, I want you to take this one because he, please. I don't know. I think it would go well both ways. I like the chemistry, but there's obviously not going to be much chemistry because we haven't seen Cat and Gobert play. We're going big ball now. 
And D'Lo has an exceptional pick and roll. And know who's really good with pick and rolls? Go Bear. So I'm excited about that. But it's just something like to keep in the back of your mind that Tim Connolly, I mean, he said that he's open to trades. You could buy low on a star like Irving. It's something to think about. That's fair. It's definitely something to think about. Um, I will offer this. I just looked up the stats between Kyrie and D'Lo. D'Lo had 7.1 assists last year, and Kyrie had around 5.5. So you could argue that D'Lo last year was just as good of a playmaker. Didn't score as much, but uh, had more assists per game. Plus, uh, D'Lo and Cat are 25, 26. Anthony Edwards is 20. So not only are we in win now, we're in win for the next five, six years. Yeah. If we get Kyrie for D'Lo, you know, Kyrie's little past his prime, maybe the tail end of his prime. D'Lo's right in the middle of his prime. Yeah. Yeah. So keeping D'Lo, we extend that window for a potential – I shouldn't get my hopes up. A potential dynasty. Oh! If this trade works out. Threw that word out there. <laughs> Knock that on wood. Old. I like it. I but like it. But keeping also, the younger guys keeps our window open longer. <laughs> yes, there's a range of, you know, your maximum potential. But his actions improved that. How can he be in the middle of his max potential because when he's not showing it? He's 26 years old. Like, this is the max potential athleticism-wise. The strongest he'll ever be. What about the brain? (laughs) The brain can only bring you so far. Michael Jordan played with the Wizards and and carried them to, like, like what, 34, 40 wins? But we all knew he was the best, but the body is going to win at the end of the day. Um, I want to end with Sam's quote of possible dynasty i i like that i I did not even think about that because i'm just hopeful that we can make a playoff run this year with the team that we have with the twin towers anthony edwards d low up and coming Jaden daniels even i'm excited to see what we have to offer this year so with that let's wrap it up and you know, we're running out of time here. So let's, uh, first of all, I want to thank Sam Wetzel, our special guest this week. I want to thank him for his time and his input, especially on baseball, because he's got so much of it, but also agreeing with him on on uh, football with the Vikings and more so the D'Lo possibility of a trade. I want to thank you, Sam, for coming in. Well, thanks. Uh, thanks for having me, Ray and Bailey. It was great to talk with you guys and uh, hope to do it again soon. Yes, sir. Anytime, man. I would I'd love to have you. Maybe I want to at least get you in for, for the reaction of, of the Padres game next, next week uh, going into that game. Uh, second of all, I want to thank my co-host, Bailey Greenman, the, the Minnesota Wild Man, the specialty bodacious Bales Greenman. I want to thank him for his time as well and helping me set this up today. I mean, this this is a fun time. Sam, I appreciate you coming on here. I mean, if you're not learning anything new throughout the day, then what are you doing? 
Ooh. knowledge, you know, keep piling up that knowledge. And I appreciate that knowledge because it's not only helping us out, it's helping out all these people that are listening that might be beginners in all these sports. That's why we're doing this. Yes. Because let's be a soul fans loyal. I mean, I just said I had a backup team, so I don't know how loyal I am. But for <laughs> Like we appreciate having that knowledge and yes. it's, it's beautiful. And Ray, I mean, I really, you got to come up with the new nickname than the twin towers. Cause what happened to the twin towers? I know oh. it's a bad joke. Oh. I mean, you come on. I mean, I I know it's a bad joke. That but, was I a mean, bad come joke. On. <laughs> you're, you're foreshadowing to an event. Oh my but you're goodness. Full optimism. We need a new name. Okay, I'll, I'll think of a new name. Just don't, don't tell any any bad jokes like that anymore, man. That was, whew. it's right. but it's the truth. Okay, okay, I don't want to give that any more energy. You're too optimistic. I am very optimistic. I feel this way too. But you know what? Somebody has to, you know, be the bad guy. All right, you are Good definitely cop. the bad guy. This oh, one. This All right. <laughs> And last of all, I want to thank the listeners for your time and support. We're still a beginning podcast. We are still learning, um, editing these videos with, with my girl, Janie. It, it's, you know, still learning in process. That's why we are cutting these episodes into mini episodes. So thank you for your time and thank you for your support. This is the one and only Minnesota sports podcast. My co-host. Fails and the bold Greenman in the house. The bold bodacious Bailey Greenman. Be that light you wish to see in the world. Take those chances. Hopefully you don't get caught if it's a bad chance. But <laughs> you know, live for happiness. Keep learning and forming yourself and being better every day. And you know what they say, the smartest people in the world are the most vulgar. Hey, so. okay, okay. Um, my, my special guest, guest host, Sam Wetzel, thank you so much. I am Ray Arlano. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Peace. Peace.